there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about films ruined by expectations. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John. Hey, yes, ruined by expectations, yes. So yeah, this is this is something that we haven't. It's been so long since we've done a video that hasn't been on uh, like a new release, and we were going to do Kingsman this week, but you couldn't watch it yet. So that's so we're going to try this instead. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for the Batman, like yeah. loads of films. But you know, sometimes sometimes you can be so excited, sometimes you can build up expectation in your mind that those films are ruined by it. So I've got a list of 12 films or 12 like franchises, some films to discuss. But before we start, I want to say these films aren't necessarily good or bad. The idea is that these films were ruined initially by the expectations that people put on them, mostly because of their hype or because of like the films that came before them. It's not to say that we didn't like them or that they haven't improved through the passage of time. You know, it's not to say there aren't any bad films in in here because... There definitely are. So I'm going to start off. The first one I've got on my list is the Terminator sequels. Oh. <laughs> After uh... Terminator 1 and 2, none of the other Terminator films are as good. Yeah, come on. Like, 1 and 2, they're, my, they're masterpieces. Like, mm. how much, you know, work is put into that. Um, but the other ones are just like, what? <laughs> like, Terminator Genesis... Oh, God. That could be the worst one. Yeah, that could be the worst one. Like, you know, how much potential that was going to have. Like, when I saw the trailers. When did it come out? When it came out in 2015, yeah. So, wow. I think Terminator 2 came out in the 90s. And since then, we've had four other sequels. And it's very like every single sequel, what it tries to do is reinvent itself. So, like, Genesis is this weird one where they go into the future and everything's changed. And they've got to, like, stop Skynet. And they always do the same thing with an old T-800. They always bring her back Schwarzenegger so they can do the good T-800. And it just feels like after Terminator 1, which was, like, such a cool film, and then Terminator 2 completely flipping that on its head, making the bad guy the good guy, and having this kind of commentary on machines and emotion, after that, like, what does it have to say anymore? I just feel like that now it's just using for action. I mean, there's a lot of action in the first two, but it was the story that was developing, you know, like with the huge flip with the robots, like fighting them together and it's like crazy mm. and, you know, having really good set pieces. But then the other ones are just like lazy, nothing too, you know, creative what they're going to do with the story. I mean, like Genesis, like I have no idea what their aims was for this film, like I guess it was a cool concept, you know, going to a different timeline into it, mm. but then it just mm. went to a huge mess. Like, what are they going to do with John Connor? And then he just fight the bad guy. At the oh, film. yeah. Like, what? Jo- oh, my God. I forgot about that. John Connor's the bad guy. That's so weird. They do this, like, the idea that they go back into the past and we see it from Kyle Reese's perspective and everything's different. That's, like, an actually cool idea. But then after that, it gets so messed up with, like, oh, as you say, John Connor being a Terminator and stuff. In the trailer, they even showed him being the bad guy. Yes. That's what, ever since... They did this for Terminator 2 as well. They, they showed that the T-800 was the, was the good guy. They keep on spoiling the, the best, the big twists in the trailer for some reason. God, why? It's so annoying. Like, they did it with, uh, with Eternals. Mm. They even spoiled that with the emergency. But, yeah. Yes, they did, With the of other course, one, yeah. Dark Fate, was it? Was it called the... the Dark one? Fate. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not gonna lie. That was decent. I guess. Yeah. No, like, I didn't think it was too bad. I haven't seen it since, but I didn't mind and, it. Yeah. It was. It was good, but the one thing that I didn't really like is that it completely ruined the whole point of Terminator Two. You know, like trying yeah. to save John Connor, but then mm. he just got completely shot by in the, the first scene of the film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember like, when they announced I, they're bringing back Edward Furlong, who played uh, young John Connor. And he's literally just in that one scene as a little kid and just gets like killed straight away. It's insane. Wow. Without James Cameron being like a big part of the film, none of the sequels have really turned. And all of the sequels, so Salvation, Genesis, and Dark Fate were all supposed to have sequels. Like they were supposed to be oh. trilogies. So we would have had a we would have had a salvation trilogy, a Genesis trilogy, and a Dark Fate trilogy, but they never made them all because they didn't make enough money and people generally didn't like them. Oh wow. Yeah. So we, we don't hear about the Dark Fate trilogy. I was like, oh okay, good film. Then I just yeah, does, doesn't it end with the war in the future still happens? Like there's now a new war, but it's not against Skynet, it's against like a different AI, yeah. right? It is a different AI, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's very oh, weird because it's a cool concept that the past is like, you know, still changing the future, but they changed it with something else. But yeah, Terminator franchise, it was a mistake. Like after the second one, what were they thinking? Like, come on. Like, I guess it's good for action, but just think about story-wise. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no ways to make it fresh. And I think the thing is that every time you go into a Terminator film, the expectation is that it's going to be, at this point, I guess it's just that it's going to be another pointless sequel. But at the beginning, you know, when they made Terminator 3 and 4, it's like, okay, are they going to make something that's genuinely as good as Terminator 2? or one how are they going to evolve that and then they did they haven't evolved it they just keep on doing the same thing again and again and again yeah it's just so lazy the second one on the list is the matrix sequels so we're gonna there's a uh, lot of sequels and prequels yeah. in this but yeah yes. so the matrix sequels is such an interesting one because the matrix everybody loves the matrix but when it comes to the sequels even as recently as resurrections it's so split people either love it or they hate it and there isn't like people can't agree on it it's very divided. The people like the Matrix sequels are so good. And like, oh, no, no, it's bad. When I was with my friends, we were just talking about the Matrix. We're like, oh, the sequels. Yeah, the sequels, they're, they're good. And then one person's like, what? What do you mean? They're, they're, they're terrible. They're like, what What the heck was that with the, uh, with the twins and, you know, with the whole stupid limbo thing? And like, what? Definitely. I mean, it's because the first film, it changed the game for this genre, you know, action sci-fi. And it brought up some interesting concepts that made everyone kind of, think in in new ways and it was fun and the action was amazing and since then they haven't lost that but they have gone deeper into that concept and they've started doing especially reloaded and revolutions and i guess the first half of resurrections they're all commentaries on you know this kind of philosophical question and in in a way they comment on the public reception on the first film and i think people expect when a new matrix film comes out People expect that first film. They expect it to be exactly like the first one. And whenever it tries to carve its own identity, I feel like that's when people kind of push back against it. If anything, I think the things that the new one does, uh, Resurrections, I think, if anything, the best part of that film is the, the new stuff, not when it tries to copy the original, if that makes sense. Yes. It was going to the metapath of the film. Mm. 
like, oh my God, you, you guys need to make a fourth film, the fourth Matrix film, and then taking jabs at one of others and like having a new story, like trying to save Trinity. But it didn't have the same magic, you know? I mean, like with the green tins mm. and, you know, like the uneasiness of the Hashtag Matrix. Release the green tint cut, please. Somebody. <laughs> release Somebody the put that green tint on it. Yeah. Release the green. Release the green. But I, I, I guess that's the point, though, isn't it? I guess the point is that it's a glossy sequel, soft reboot, just like what Hollywood make all the time these days. If you think it like, you know, people point this out online, but we are in a, in a year when Tobey Maguire is back as Spider-Man. There's a Matrix film out. Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor are coming back as Anakin and Obi-Wan. There's going to be a new Wallace and Gromit film. Like, oh yeah. It's just, we're back in the past, you know, even like there's a Top Gun film coming out, a, a Jurassic Park film with the original cast everything is it just feels like yeah what the matrix sequels are doing so well is that they they understand that we're never going to be in that in that world where everyone flocks to go and see this new concept at the cinema the matrix wasn't a well-known you know ip so people went to see it just because it was like new and interesting not because it was a sequel or anything and i feel like that was such a surprise to everyone that there was no way the sequels could match the insane expectations that people had in their hearts yeah and it's it's a bit hard like because the film came out like 18 years and a half since resolutions right and yeah yeah that's right yeah and it's like building up that tension like oh what are they gonna do with that you know this whole new matrix then it just dissolved even quicker in resurrections yeah the third one <sighs> made him may matrix the matrix third one yeah. i've got is the star wars prequels now this is what? maybe okay. the most interesting one on the whole list because mm. the first star wars trilogy was a cultural moment I wish yes. that I was alive to see those films at the cinema because, my God, you know, the popularity, especially in America, the popularity was insane. Everyone loved it. It was a time when it was pioneering, you know, for, for, for space fantasy films, for action. It, it was like Star Wars and Jaws were the two films that were just like, bam, this is what the modern blockbuster is. And this is basically crafting that notion forever. Empire Strikes Back to find what a sequel is, you know, the dark chapter with an insane twist at the end. Insane. Then the, and then the prequels came out and the hype was insane. Again, I would love to have been there. The hype was insurmountable and people didn't react as well to it. I mean, these days, the love for the prequels is everywhere. I love the prequels. I have loved the prequels ever since I was a kid. Oh, the prequels, but, come on. Exactly. But those that love has only come from people who are beginning to accept the prequels aren't the originals. They are never going to be the originals. And that expectation is why I think that originally the prequels weren't liked very much. You know, you think about the first films are like about a ragtag group of rebels, you know, who are coming to fight up against an evil empire. And you have people, you know, with revelations about their self and their heritage and, you know, a small farm boy becoming like a great warrior. And the prequels are more like political about Palpatine easing himself into government and the Jedi having lost their way. It's so different. And I, people weren't ready for that, I don't think, in, in 1999. Mm. And the prequels, I mean, like, there was a lot of love into this film, like, because of the memes, like, yes. with, um, I have the high ground, and then, like, oh, hello there, and then got, like, those iconic stuff in there, but generally, it, it's an enjoyable trilogy, to be honest, like, you mm. know, with lots of stuff, like, I hate sand, I don't know, it's, I don't like sand, 
And it's I mean, coarse, it's, rough, and irritating, and it gets everywhere. There's some great stuff you know to learn about with the relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin. What to learn from more about you know how a Jedi you know got twisted by the dark side and you know slowly build up to be Darth Vader. You know it's really really good. And oh, the soundtrack! Come on, the soundtrack oh. of Duel of the Fates. Uh, I mean, come uh, on. Yeah, like there, uh, there are so many elements that you know the lightsaber duels, the effects, so many things that have just were so good and went so far but heavily criticized you know the pacing and the dialogue and the fact that it critiqued the jedi you know the jedi were not good people you know you see even more in the clone Wars show but the jedi were not the symbol of you know the defenders of peace that they pretended to be they were muddled by bureaucracy and eventually became warriors who were if anything perpetuating the clone wars conflict and it's it's pretty insane you know, how George Lucas did something so, you know, obviously he shouldn't have had such rain. Like, I'm sorry, but somebody should have helped him out on that dialogue. Yeah. Like, even, I, like, I love the memes, but the dialogue, you know, there you go. Yeah, I think someone needed to work on the dialogue a bit more. And yeah. characters, I mean, you got Jar Jar. Oh, Jar Jar. I would do an impression, but I, I don't have the heart to do no, an impression. No, I, I don't want to do I do not want to hear an impression, Tom. Listen, I've been doing the impression <laughs> and I realised, oh, the pain. Like You've just, been, with... you've just been sat in your room alone doing the impression, trying to <laughs> That's understand. That's so sad. That sounds so sad. Like me sitting in the, in the middle and be like, ah, the, the Jar Jar. I'm not going to do the impression. And um, <laughs> well, I, I've recently like... been reading a book. And uh, yeah, I know. A book. And in this book, it's called Master and Apprentice. And it's about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And it's amazing, by the way. 100% recommend you read it. It's it, okay. it's it really recontextualizes a lot of things about Phantom Menace, but there are scenes with Yoda in them, and I'm just so tempted to do the impression, but I'm not good at it. I'm just like that. It's like, I can't do this. Wait, can you do Yoda or not? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Ruined by expectations, the prequels were. That's all you're getting. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Expectation wound. I break I I don't know. It's not uh, bad. That's not bad. not bad. Well done. It's not bad. I can't do like, the other impressions. But Jar Jar, <laughs> I'm not gonna do. In ja- I'm not doing Jar Jar. No. If this video gets yeah. 100 likes, I will get a Jar Jar impression in front of the. Hey, we're uh, still waiting on Poetry John. I don't think this is ever gonna get 100 likes. <laughs> I posted something on Twitter. Uh, I posted something. Oh. It got loads of likes, and so I put like I, I replied to it, and I was like. Thanks for liking it. Check out our podcast. And somebody actually said, like, somebody replied to it. And somebody else was like, you actually listen to their podcast? And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. But Yoda is actually a really interesting, because he is nothing like he is in the original trilogy. People expected him to be this wise, old, you know, like, kind of like hermit-esque, like, wise old master. And he was that, but also he was like a badass who flips around with his lightsaber and is just, like, killing, like, people left and right, and he goes really intense at some points. And I think all of this is intentional to the film, but not exactly what audiences wanted. Yeah, I guess it was going for a different approach with Yoda in the prequels. I mean, it was good to see, like, more of it, like, you know, what he was going to do with the Jedi Council, but Mm. then it just went, you know, crumbling away because of Palpatine. Just like, unlimited power and then you know just <laughs> oh just... don't worry we'll get into palpatine because oh one no. of one of the one oh, of the films no. i've got on the list is oh, very no. is heavy palpatine. oh yes oh, no. oh yes sir. Oh, no. um but yeah so number four 
is and not a, not a sequel or a prequel really, but Jackie Brown. So this is Tarantino's fourth, oh. third film. This is actually I did not think about this, but my dad brought it up, and I was like, "That's a good idea." Tarantino's third film, it. right? Okay, well, I think it's pretty good. You can talk about like, it. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, I would pull up my old review on it, but it's probably very outdated. But yeah, Jackie did Brown. You know how you phrase it? It's did probably on the Instagram, man. It's probably yeah. It's, that, it's probably I, like. I think I gave it like a nine out of ten, and I think it is a oh. really strong film. Uh, you got some great performances. Michael Keaton's in it. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. Other people who are also there. So we're coming off Pulp Fiction, and as everybody knows, Pulp Fiction is what is generally considered to be Tarantino's masterpiece. Everybody, every hipster, everyone loves that film, and it had such a profound impact on the landscape of cinema in general. You know, you can't you can't do a film class without somebody mentioning Pulp Fiction. You know, I literally studied it. It's it's a film. But Jackie Brown wasn't like Pulp Fiction at all. It wasn't even like Reservoir Dogs. It wasn't like action and gore. It was much more subdued. And I think there was a pushback against that because this isn't what people expected from Tarantino. And I think even like today, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, some people, you know, really didn't like it because it's not what they kind of expect from Tarantino. It's not a big, bombastic, like, you know, gory, violent action mm. thriller. But instead, it's more of like a slice of life kind of thing. Watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, with the slice of life. I mean, that's interesting because what Tarantino intended to do with a love letter to the golden era of Hollywood, you know, focusing on Rick Dalton, and then Sharon T. It's interesting mix, but I wish that, you know, there's like a, a storyline within because it's a bit hard to focus on so many subplots in one film. If you can do it well, like to focus on two characters and that's good, you know, like you're focusing on like different crazy things in one film and that's definitely a slice of life. But in my opinion, I think, you know, you need to branch out further things to create like a strong storyline. It's difficult for a director to branch out and also maintain the best stuff about its other films you know what was so good about Pulp Fiction and a lot of Tarantino films is that they kind of jumped around in the narrative but it never got too expansive it was never the case where too many things were happening at once but I think you're right I think that that kind of does come into it a little bit in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But Pulp Fiction it's more definitely experimental with you know jumping around with the narrative mm. Yeah. You know, it's really good. When it came out, you know, it was like hugely influential to, you know, calling back to the French New Wave. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with that. But I think definitely, you know, going from that to Jackie Brown, Tarantino was known as the, the guy who did this one thing and now we're doing another thing and people, it wasn't as popular at all. People don't discuss it in the same breath as other Tarantino films. You know, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards. They might be the, the, the main ones that people might talk about. Things like Jackie Brown and... Death Proof, they kind of, even like the Hateful Eight, kind of, you know, go under the rug a little bit because they are, they still have the same flair of dialogue and stuff that, you know, Tarantino is really good at, but they kind of go under because they're not genre breaking. They're not kind of what mainstream audiences want out of a Tarantino film. But I think that's a shame because I think there are some really good things in those films. Yeah. And if you find like breaking a new genre or that, like mixing all things together, like to like create a new idea and then you try to challenge and, you know, create something, something new, like Dini Villeneuve did with Sicario uh, yeah. Arrival. You know, like if you told me that this is the same director who did these and you're like, no, I couldn't tell because these are completely different genres and 
yeah, that's what makes it so exciting for those filmmakers that they can try and break new things. It almost becomes to the detriment of the filmmakers if they become proper auteurs. If a filmmaker makes something that breaks through and it's so popular that when they make the next thing, it's dangerous. It's like Hitchcock being known for thrillers and twists. And then when he makes a more psychological and critical film like Vertigo, huge backlash. Yeah, and, huge, you know, huge. I saw it. And uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's what happened with Tarantino. I think Jack and Brown wasn't just, it just wasn't as, as good. Next on the list is Age of Ultron and Endgame. Now, uh, I've picked nah. these two Avengers films specifically because Age of Ultron is coming after the first Avengers and Endgame's coming after Infinity War, which I think are both incredible. Yes. Some of the best comic book films ever made demonstrates culmination of the MCU done in the best possible way. But I think Endgame's great as well. I don't yeah. I don't think Age I think Age of Ultron's fine. It's not that good. It's 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 really nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean like you're watching like the first Avengers like oh my god what are they doing with the whole thing? I guess it's a bit slow but oh my god like the final bit like with the whole battle of New York. Wow mm. this could be a really good step. And then you got Ultron you got teeth. He like, does have teeth. It's true. Oh, God. Uh, I yeah. want to erase that. But, like, the most annoying thing is that they couldn't, like, find more time to do with Ultron because this is literally the name of the title, Age of Ultron. And in the comics, he was a bit more uh, mischievous. Well, mis- not mischievous. Mm, yes. A mischievous uh, person. Yeah. Like, throws and... Uh, He's basically uh, Loki. He's the, the robot god of tricks. Yes. But in the comics, he's a bit more you know, devastating, you know, what he's doing. Mm. And in What If, I can't believe we have to go to, to What If, but in What If, he just has the Infinity Gauntlet and then just, like, destroyed an entire universe. Apparently, What If Season 2 has been taken off the 2022 Marvel slate. So, thank God we don't have to watch What If Season 2 this year. Thank God yes. we don't have to um, get more that guy who kept saying Baba Yaga. Oh, no, the Baba Yaga. Oh uh, my god, um, Kurt. Kurt, yeah, my Kurt. favorite character. You remember Kurt? Wow. Remember, wow. remember, remember Kurt from Ant Man, the funniest guy. Remember those characters? Absolute I, beautiful comic relief. I, I, I definitely I remember do. the guy who talked really fast. Yeah, Luis. Luis. Yeah, we're uh, we're yeah. Ant Man. We'll have to do that someday when Ant Man three yeah. comes out. We're gonna have to watch it. I'm very sorry. Oh god. But oh, god. yeah, like it, it's the same thing. A lot of these films are the first film changed the game for the genre and the next film, everybody wanted it to do the same thing and it wasn't up to scratch. And this is the same. Avengers proved that superhero team-ups could work and damn it, they proved that it could be amazing and Age of Ultron wasn't that. Weirdly enough, it was more of the same. It went so much further with the stuff that worked that it lacked some of the heart. And, and, and it, it began the phase of, of, of the MCU being so much more quippy. And I don't think it bode well. And then Infinity War did the same thing. It made a Marvel film that was daring and devastating. And then Endgame, while I think Endgame is really, really good, I don't think that it, 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 it was up to scratch. I think that in so many different ways... It failed, you know, with some characters and visually fan service. It's got fan service down and it's a really good ending for various characters. But I think that, yeah, I think those films, maybe, you know, maybe only in my mind, but there were so many expectations. They didn't quite meet the quota. 
Yeah, and it was exploring the weirdest stuff, like, you know, with the relationship between Natasha and Hulk. God damn it. I hate that. Uh, I hate it so much. Uh, why? Why? So why? stupid. There's no need to be a love relationship. Uh, I'm sorry. There like, really isn't. What's the point? To sell the movie even more? Like, I don't know. Uh, I honestly yeah. don't know. It was a stupid decision for both the characters. The only relationship, the only romantic relationship you needed in Age of Ultron was with Clint and his family. Because that was important. Yeah. And I just wish that they just focused more on Ultron. Like, make it better and then make him look more terrifying. They cast James Spader as Ultron and they just had him that be was... an evil Tony Stark. What a waste. What a waste. Like, the guy's voice acting is great as Ultron. Mm, definitely. Like, he was just so wasted there. Like, just... You know the scene where he comes out for the first time and he makes the speech to the, to the, to the Avengers about being a puppet and yeah. then, like, all of his other bots, like, attack them? I think yeah. that was great. That was great. But after that, he becomes a quip machine talking about omelets. Yeah, he talks about omelets. He's like, you never made an omelet. And it, it's like, have you made an omelet? Hey You're a robot. Hey Why would you, you make an omelet? Do you know about yeah. omelets? You ever hear about, you have it, you ever hear of omelets, guys? Omelets. I know I'm oh, trying to yeah. kill you, but uh, let's have a conversation uh, about omelets. Oh, yeah. Omelets. Oh, you know, you know, you know I'm, I'm a robot, but. <laughs> I want to try omelets. Just a uh, waste, man. Just a waste. Oh, um, oh and then next... Captain America even tried to fight Ultron. But have you seen that meme? You like, if you feel stupid, just remember what Captain America tried to do with Ultron. Like he was choking him. Was he? Oh yeah. my god! Come on, Steve. Steve, Come you're on, better Steve. than that, Steve. <laughs> Come on, Steve. You, Come on, you can man. do better with that shield, mate. <laughs> what accent is that? I don't Come know. On, Steve. Australian. Australian, I guess. I mean, that's, de- that's definitely a definitely an Australian accent if I've ever heard one. Next on the oh, list wow. is The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So, first oh. of all, I want to say I love The Last Jedi and I hate The okay, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I, I, can I say first things? I actually loved The Last Jedi. I thought it was a bit nice. more... Yeah, because when I think about it a bit more, I feel like this is different and I like it, you know, what they try to do. And mm. it kind of ruined the character of Luke a bit more. And I think, like, Mark Hamill was a bit devastated about the character of Luke. Yeah, it was so devastated then. But, you know, what they're trying to do was a bit different. And then there were some bits that I didn't like. But I loved it. It was it was mm. so different. Um, yeah, I, I love Last Jedi. I don't share Mark Hamill's criticisms of Luke. I like what they did with the character. But Force Awakens, the reason why Force Awakens isn't here is because the hype was unreal. Everybody was Everybody was so excited. And everyone loved it. Don't yeah, lie. I think, yes, I they think did. Loved it. Like the Force Awakens. Yeah, it. okay. People criticize it now, but people loved it at the time. You know. Yeah. People expected a film that would make them feel like what they felt with the original trilogy, and boom, they got it. And I still think there's a lot of good stuff in that. Now, the Last Jedi. After two years of speculation, after two years of expecting oh my God. answers, who is Snoke, oh my. who is Rey, what's all this thing? And they dropped all of that and they went in a different direction. And the expectation was something that we had to get over. Yeah. I had to watch it, it three it, times at the cinema before I could I truly it, get over that. I had to watch it two times. And the second time was more enjoyable, to, to be honest, like knowing what to do. And oh yeah. my God, I remember the internet was going crazy for those animals. I forgot the name, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Faviers. Yeah. 
that that whole subplot people i mean hey i still i still see last jedi hates on my timeline at least once a day if not more once a day and it's <laughs> like, just okay, like there's one person there's one person just like hmm, you do remember last jedi i hate it you know i'll put it in the trash bin and then i'll put it on uh, like uh, not my luke they ruined star wars yeah that's uh, like all it Chewbacca? was where's chewbacca so <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, biggest thing the sequels ever did. Chewbacca does nothing, and I will die on that hill. They wasted him as a character. Boo! And zero he out of ten. One of the animals. He ate a pork. He ate, he ate a bloody pork. Oh, oh god! Okay. The marketing for the pogs. Um, now that that killed me. Remember the pogs? Remember how? Remember all the trailers had pogs in? My god! Yes. Oh but, my god! Like. They show yeah. you like with the lightsaber. Have you, have you seen the edited one? Like it would touch yes. the lightsaber and then standing the on the lightsaber. Down. Oh yes. Oh god. Head cannon. Head cannon. The internet was going crazy. Like I asked my friends at my school at the time, and they were like, "Hey, you know Last Jedi?" And like, "Oh, don't tell me about the porgs. Don't tell me about them, please, please do not, do not." I was like, "Okay," and like, "Well, Chewbacca ate one of them," and then they just got really mad about it. And I remember one guy. Who got a pog and then just destroyed it because he hated Whoa. the film? My God, yeah. Well, people. Well, I remember on my. It was an early day of college. I went in and I was wearing the t-shirt that I'm wearing right now. Actually, that's weird. Um, my last <laughs> Jedi t-shirt. And someone came up to me and said, "Why are you wearing that sacrilegious t-shirt?" And I was there, just like, "Oh no, he's one of those people." And we just had a discussion about last Jedi. And honestly, was it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Joe. Oh, it, um, it does sound like a Joe thing to say. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. You it was. It. it was. It was somebody else who I think left before he was in the air above and, he, and left before oh you got God. there. Unfortunately, but <laughs> he like we had a huge conversation, and the whole time he was just like every single thing he said. I was like, no, but that's the point. And he was like, yeah, but and I'm like, no, no, that's the. Like, do you not see what they're trying to do? That's literally they're trying to like make you question these things and question the very nature of Star Wars. And I think that the some of the criticisms about Last Jedi are valid, but I think people took it too far, and yeah, people hated it so much that we got Rise of Skywalker. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, did we get Rise of Skywalker? Right. Okay. So funny story we actually loved rise of skywalker the first time oh, uh, when you say funny story do you mean really really depressing story yeah depressing okay sorry yeah. I, I wanted to change it because we've just been talking about this star wars thing but <laughs> okay so right so i went to see it first night showing yep me too and, and like i i loved it it was cool mm-hmm. and then i went to see a second time with tom the day yep. after yeah Oh, and then mate. we we loved it, and we t- okay. Oh, this sounds really sad. We actually teared up when they were celebrating at the end. <laughs> Don't remember. Honest. Okay, so I went to see it with a friend on the midnight showing. We we got so midnight show. We both we both cried, and we had an amazing experience. And hey, I I still maintain that it was one of the best cinema experiences that I've ever had. You know, okay. when we did our you best cinema experiences episode on the pod, yeah, you can't say I, sh- I didn't. Yeah. I didn't talk about Rise of Skywalker, but I should have talked about it. But and then I saw it again with you, and then I saw it I, the next day with another friend, and then the next day with my parents. I saw it four times in five days, John. I saw it four times in five days. It was ridiculous. Uh, the, uh, sad thing is, is that that sounds like you've seen this more, this film more than anything that 
you know, like seen in the cinema. Like I have. Um, I went. Uh, wait, have you? What What are the films you've seen the most in the cinema? Like I, the, the, the Rise of Skywalker is the own is the the, the film that I've seen the most at cinema. Oh, I've God. seen I've seen loads of films three times. I saw Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Days of Future Past, Avengers. I saw all them three times, but Rise I of Skywalker see... no, it was four times. I went to see Infinity War twice. And then Endgame yeah, twice. Me too. I only saw Endgame once. Did you see Age of Ultron? That's so three times? weird. That's so weird. Like, you know, like you go to the cinema and then you saw it like a couple of days after, and then you're like, oh my god, wow. Like, hopefully I can do that with the Batman because I haven't seen any films yeah. like you know repeated since. But I feel like right Rise of Skywalker for me wasn't ruined by expectations. If anything, I had so many expectations that Same. I was uh, blinded <laughs> and I loved it. And then I came back to it one year later and I was like, oh no. And I feel like all the reason why Rise of Skywalker doesn't work is the collateral damage from The Last Jedi. And I feel like every single one of the sequels had such expectation that they all fell down and we never got the trilogy we deserved. Yeah. And it's so sad. Like you're just watching the film and then you're like, oh, can this get any better? But then, why did I remember it so good at the opening night and the, the, the day after? And then... Recency uh, bias. Recency bias. Um, Next film is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, we both love this film. What? Um, what? Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? Bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, Bear with me. Bear with me. However, however uh, after four years of hype and... Zack Snyder basically telling us every single thing that was going to happen. There was nothing that could meet my expectations. And I don't think they did. I still believe that if I rewatch this film, I would like it a lot more. But when I first watched it, I didn't because I mean, I did, I did, I liked it, but it wasn't what I wanted because I expected so much. And I think the fact that just Zack Snyder's Justice League is so similar in some ways in, in, in the plot structure to Justice League, that you know, it really, it really makes you feel kind of unfulfilled, and I felt that's what I had for a, for a short while for Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I just gotta say that. Uh, okay, <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't really disappointed with anything because I knew what the film was set out to be at the time. You know, it was like really, you know, hyped, and I. I had, well, I think I had, well, kind of like my expectations low because, you know, you know what to do. Because nowadays I'm just like low expectations, but apart from Batman, because Batman looks amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. But for me, I'm just like containing my excitement for expectation because, you know, for me, in the, on the outside, I just look like a really sad person just like trying to think about the films like yeah 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 that's gonna look great and then whenever there's like a really good trailer like matrix i'll be like oh my god this looks amazing and then, yeah you know, exactly yeah and yeah when when zack snyder justice league came out they released all these character teasers they released all these trailers that showcased dark side and martian manhunter yeah exactly deathstroke Deathstroke was gonna be yeah deathstroke was in the film exactly and i watched it and i was like okay what is this film gonna do what is it gonna tell me i didn't already know and it didn't tell me anything i didn't already know and i expected it to and it didn't and that's my fault for watching all the trailers and stuff but it Uh, did ruin it slightly for me yeah it's a shame i i really wish that i didn't watch the trailers like, Me too. On February 14th last year, 
the trailer came out. I was like, oh my god, this this looks devastating. This looks like a new thing. But like, mm. I kind of wish that we, we didn't see the Justice League. If I could, if I could change time, I would literally go back in time give my younger self a version of the of the blu-ray and just be like watch that one don't watch this and shit. then share don't it watch to that. Ev- share this film to everyone that you know and it's not yeah. pirated and then that <gasps> did you hear about was- did you hear about justice league did you hear the news yeah for those of you who don't know justice league Sorry, is that, was canon. A, that was a very long side that was a very long <laughs> side. that's, that's um, okay for those of you who don't know justice league is canon to the flash to the main dceu and this could mean a whole host of things. This could mean that they really are doing the Snyder Cut, the Snyderverse in a different universe. But God, that makes me so upset. <laughs> makes me so yeah. upset, man. Like, why? Geez. I just, I just don't know why. You know, Josh Sweden decides to like put the blame on everyone, even though he did this whole film to himself. Like, oh yeah, you know, that, mm. yeah, and just decided to like, oh yeah, Ray Fisher is a really bad actor. I'm like, what? For the record, no, he isn't. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, he's great. He's great, but it's it's a whole yeah. shit show. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's your description there. I I don't know yeah. how to describe it. That's that's what I can do. Yeah, um, let's next one on the list is The Hobbit. Now I haven't watched The Hobbit in a long time, and I love it. And wait, I recently bought myself wait, number one. No, just just the no, next wh- one. Just the next one. This is in oh. no particular order. No particular order. Oh, just okay. doesn't really matter. Okay. But oh, um, <laughs> I thought yeah. you liked uh, The Hobbit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. the Hobbit! No, no, I no, I loved the Hobbit when it came out. I haven't seen it in so long. I recently bought myself a box set of all six of them, so the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in extended edition. So I'm going to be watching that sometime this year before the new TV show, The Rings of Power, which is coming out in September, uh, which is the Amazon Lord of the Rings show, which is uh, really exciting. But yeah, it's safe yeah. to say the Lord of the Rings is the greatest trilogy of all time. It just is. I think Lord of the Rings is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, also, I'm that, no. Yeah. Also, I'm playing the Lego game at the moment. Oh. It's it's the best. I, I can't. I'm playing the Lego game, and it is the best. And I haven't played it in years, and I feel fulfilled in my soul. I'm so happy. Also, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga looks amazing. I saw it, I saw the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Comment Jeez. below if you want to see me and John play it. I would genuinely do that. We should like that. I I want that to happen. We do like yeah. a walkthrough. That'd be so yeah, much and then, fun. Like, uh, like talking about like the first like flashbacks of playing for the like the first few games of the complete the saga. Lego. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I recently played Lego Indiana Jones and I 100% completed it, and I I had so much fun, man. Oh, I just uh, thanks, thanks Lego games. Uh, Pirates Caribbean, the best one in my opinion. So yes, good. I agree. I agree. Finally, someone agrees with me. Some people said, "Oh yeah, DC superiors," or like, um, no, 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 no. It's, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Lego's Pirates of the Caribbean. That's where the most creative Obviously. stuff that happened. In that listen, yeah, man. like, hundred yeah. percent. Oh my god! Like so many characters. Like the the most hidden character. What was the hidden character? Oh, wasn't and it um, like- Voodoo C- Captain Jack? Yes. You told yeah. me that. Yeah. He was yeah. the final guy. Yeah. Well, uh, recently, just after Christmas, I bought myself Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, Lego Batman 1, Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Indiana <laughs> Jones, and Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. And I've been playing through them all. Started with Indiana Jones, now in Lord of the Rings. I'm in heaven, man. I am in heaven. This is the greatest like, time of my life. 
I've peaked wow. as a human playing Lego games every night. Um, oh yeah, The gosh. Hobbit. The Hobbit, another great Lego game, by the way. Um, I think The Hobbit's great. I don't think it's perfect. And I think, why the hell are we making three films out of a out of a book that could be turned into one or two films? But the point being, it just didn't capture the same magic as Lord of the Rings. And everyone was excited for it. And the first one grossed a billion dollars. And it make you know, you can see that each film got less and less popular. It just, it was, yeah. you know, it's, it's such a popular book, such a popular Lord of the Rings, you know, trilogy. And The Hobbit, just, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't up to scratch. Yeah, not enough. But yeah, I can't remember. Like, I guess there was a lot mm. of stuff into the first Hobbit. Like, well, are we talking about the trilogy in general or? Yeah, just, the... just the trilogy in general. Oh, okay. It's good. Yeah, I, 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 it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're, we're going like... to we're, we're gonna do, we're going to do the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings before the Rings of Power comes out on Amazon, which is in September. So somewhere over the summer, we're going to watch the trilogy, both trilogies. Uh, you can, you can borrow my extended editions if you want. Um, I think I got my own trilogy. It's the DVD. Oh, perfect. Ones. Oh yeah, yeah, fine. They're not extended, but it doesn't yeah. really matter. I had them, oh, and then okay. I, I was like, I need the extended editions, so I bought the those ones instead because. Oh, you're <laughs> collecting all those uh, extended editions and just like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Next on the list, the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels, especially four and oh. five. Oh, oh no, oh no! Pirates of the Caribbean four and five, the first three cinema like I, I mean the sequel i guess like especially the first one i think the first one is yeah, far and one. away the best I ex- yeah, 100%. yeah. I'm, I'm just remembering now i'm just remembering now no it's not best to it first three it's the first one that was like yes i think i think this the second two are good but i think the bad ones are four and five like god <laughs> Unless it's the Lego game. The Lego game yes, is great. Yes, unless it's the Lego game. And Lego game makes everything better. Yes. Somehow the first one was like, we're making a, a movie based on a theme park ride. And it was amazing. You know, they, they put so much effort into it. And I think that after that, it just became less and less about the story. It became more cynical. It was, you know, more about making money. And I just don't think that it worked. Yeah. I just feel like that. What, what they were going to do with the stories like it just felt a bit dry with the stories uh I, it's Pirates of the caribbean that isn't dry because of the other it's in the ocean and funny joke uh anyway john that was uh, that was so bad that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna leave Pirates of the caribbean lane forever now <laughs> Oh, okay. Next one, we're not. That was that was the worst joke you've ever said. I'm that sorry. Was... I'm sorry. I, I, next, I... next one. No, this no, no. We're not gonna. We're gonna pretend like that never happened. Next one, <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now I'm excited for Indiana Jones Five. <laughs> Wait, Genuinely, we're skipping, yeah, we're skipping it. It's it. It's not happening. It's not happening anymore. <laughs> I'm That's so it. sorry. I'm so sorry. You've ruined like, everything. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is also the final episode of the podcast. That's it. We're not doing it no! anymore. Kingdom of the Crystal uh, Skull. I'm excited for number five, Indiana Jones 5. But after the original Indiana Jones trilogy, you know, Spielberg says, I'm making a fourth Indiana Jones film. And everyone gets excited. And I don't think it's terrible, but it's just so not what the first three are. You know, it introduced it these wild concepts. You got Indiana Jones' kid and action sequences that go too far and concepts that feel like they are really, really struggling. It's just not as good in so many ways. No, like, it just went a bit too far, I guess, mm. with, like, some of the stuff that they were trying to aim for. 
But I also think that, again, regular audiences expected the film to be just like the other three, but it wasn't going to be that. This is an older Indiana Jones. This is the 60s instead of the 30s and the 20s. And I think that it captured a lot of those things really, really well. But yeah, I, I don't think that it's as good as the others. But I do hope that James Mangold will make a good fifth film. Oh, yeah. The guy's got great directing films. Like he, did, he directed Logan, Wolverine. Le Mans 66. Oh, yeah, Le Mans. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a great film, that. I remember watching it. Oh, when did it come out? Did it come 2019. out? 2019. Ah, uh, that was a good time. And it I was, was watching it. I was like, yeah, yes. Oh, mate, anyway. Belfast. Belfast is out of the cinema now. Oh, watch yeah. It. Everybody uh, watch it. My God, um, cinema. Yes. Uh, I saw the trailer. I was like, wow, that's cool. And yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, Licorice Pizza. I saw that. Yeah, mm. that was good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see it, I think, on Tuesday. I'm going to see it so sometime this week. But, yeah, great. Next one on the list, Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, this is where I think the Star Trek uh, films, the new ones, I think the, the first one was so clever because it integrated the new and the old of Star Trek and it rebooted the franchise while also recognizing the past. Whereas Star Trek Into Darkness, it just repeated the plot of Star Trek 2. <laughs> have you seen Star Trek 2? Yes, Into Darkness. I mean like Wrath of Khan. The original oh, Star Trek team. Oh, wait, wait, really? Oh, I thought you were talking about the new ones. No, I... I wait, okay, okay. Wait, wait. I'm talking about the new ones, but have you seen the original Star Trek 2? <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry. I, okay. I so, Into Darkness is just the same plot as the original. You know how at the end, spoilers, Kirk dies and Spock... Yeah! <laughs> yeah, right, and, and then uh, Spock's like, Khan! Remember that? Khan! In the original film, Spock dies and Kirk yells, Khan! Yes. Yes. They just, they just repeated it. Okay. That, that wasn't quite as impactful as I hoped it would be. <laughs> but I think what, what the, it, it was no longer fresh at that. And I love Star Trek Beyond. And I love the first Star Trek. But I think Into Darkness just kind of, it really went dark and it, it all fell flat because it was relying on things from years ago. And I think that it was J.J. Abrams at his worst. Well, almost at his worst because of Rise of Skywalker. Ah, uh, J.J. Abrams. Like, he did some good films, like Cloverfield. He did Wait, Cloverfield? Did he produce... Yeah, he did Cloverfield. I don't, think he re... I don't think he directed that. Did he? I think he produced it. But let me check. J.J. It's Matt Reeves, has... John. It's Matt Reeves. Bloody Matt Reeves. Wait, what? Matt Reeves directed Cloverfield. Yes. No, no way. No way. He did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what? what uh, it, wait, who did Clo uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane? Dan Trachenberg. And who did the uh, Clo Cloverfield Paradox? Um, oh, you're asking too many questions. <laughs> um, uh, the Cloverfield Paradox directed by Julius Owner. Don't know who that is. Oh my God, three different directors. And the first one who directed... The... Oh my God. Oh, John. John, you know what I watched last night? I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And tonight I'm going to watch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I'm going to do yes! the, the whole trilogy before the Batman comes out. Yes, that, those are great films. Like, masterpieces. Really like, And, you know, with Matt Reeves, he might be you know, one of those rising directors right now. Just like, you know... I mean, with, with the trilogy, that was so good. 
So mm. he didn't even direct yeah. them all. He didn't direct the first one. Yeah, I know, but he directed like first and the third one. Oh, the second and the first. Yeah. Second and the third one. Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Final two. <laughs> this is all gone. This is all gone wrong, John. <laughs> Quantum of Solace and Spectre. Now, this is similar to Age of Ultron and Endgame. Casino Royale and Skyfall changed everything. They were some of the best Bond films ever made. And then the next films, and I think Quantum of Solace is good. Spectre, not so much. But I think they would, I think after, after those two amazing films, the next films were very underwhelming. Yes. Oh my God. Like Spectre and Quantum Solace. Like, I guess there was a lot of stuff that happened in, 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 in those films, but then it just felt like they just plummeted down. Like you were expecting something, then it just went like, it just went nowhere, to be honest. Yeah. You, you didn't know. What was going to happen with Madeline? Um, is it Madeline? Yeah, is it Madeline? Yeah, Madeline. Yeah. yeah, you're Madeline. Uh, and then... I mean, it- no Time to Die basically saved everything. Everything that Spectre did to the Daniel Craig James Bond series. I think No Time to Die saved it. Yeah, No Time to Die, one of the best films I've seen last year. And like how mm. it just made the films a lot better. Well, Definitely. not a lot better, but like in terms of story, you know, what they're trying to do and how to improve it. So It, it brought it all back together and tied it up with a neat little bow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, just perfectly like that. And then Quantum Solace, I don't even know what happened in that film. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I mean, I think Quantum of Solace, I think it's a lot better than we remember it being. Like, yeah, t- tell me, yeah, tell me, tell me. It's it's a, it's not like Casino Royale at all, but it's a more considerate character study of Bond as a character and the losses that have affected his life and his own feeling of worthfulness and i think it's i think it's really good but the action is shockingly bad so you know if that's what you want in a in a james bond film you are going to feel a little bit unfulfilled in that in that regard yeah so is that all the films that's all the films man wow what a what a what a what a week what a bloody week yeah (laughs) thanks everyone for watching if you enjoyed it you leave a like i mean yeah, we've 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 gone to realms of of yeah. Yeah, we just went to. We've the definitely films that spoken we... about films right now. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe if you want to see more. We did the Matrix yes. last week, and we've done loads of films recently, and we're gearing up for some good stuff. We're going to be talking about Batman, Uncharted, Bo- Book of Boba Fett, some really yeah. really exciting things, and hopefully next week we're going to do The King's Man. That is if you can watch it, John. So if not, yes. we'll probably do the Uncharted games, but uh, hopefully we get to Kingsman. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, watch all of that. Yeah. 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 A li- I've got like half of Uncharted 4 left. So that's where I'm at. And yeah. So if you want to follow us anyway, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Alstein Film Pod or email us with your thoughts on any of the films. Did Were they ruined by expectations for you? Do you think that John is funny because i know that he isn't (laughs) after that after that horrible joke i'm gonna have to i have to edit this now i have to listen to that joke again (laughs) no please you can you can just get rid of it just get rid of it please (laughs) no john (laughs) otherwise they won't make any sense you can email us outside film pod it's funny how that you won't give any criticism to pirates of the caribbean anymore (laughs) pirates caribbean is a masterpiece what do you want about all all five of them especially salazar's revenge it's an absolute masterpiece it's uh, great because Uh, it has cgi cgi johnny depp please i'm so sorry 
what and release the Tom opinion types of the Caribbean uh, films, please. <laughs> yes. I'm going to make my own YouTube channel now, my rival oh. YouTube channel, just about Pirates of the Caribbean. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a 78 part series about oh why the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean film. That's 78. more Rick and Morty. Did you know that this is our 74th podcast? It doesn't feel like it. I know it's weird and it? it's very strange. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Take us out. Let's just, let's. Uh. I'm sorry for that horrible joke. I'm, I, I, me, I, I'm good with jokes, but then that was just like, I, I tried to connect it with the sea. Like, it's a dry... dry. I know what you tried to do, John. I, tried, I know what you tried to do. It did, I mean, yeah, well done. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everyone. Please, I'm not funny as... Wait, who's funny? Um, The Queen. Okay, the Queen. <laughs> queen um, Elizabeth II. Uh, yes, she makes the corgis laugh. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> That's a corgis laugh. Ha ha. They're so they're so posh that they can't. It's even... so posh. Come on, like they get the they get the tea and then get the comforts and just you it's know. All they eat. It's true. It's all they eat. <laughs> what? 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 What'd you, they, what'd you say? That's all they eat. That's all. That's all the no, comforts I, eat. I, I thought I misheard anything because I thought you were speaking like in the most British accent. You're like, "All oh, they eat," and I didn't hear what you said. You're like, "Wait, what?" I <laughs> so, sure they eat, Governor. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. So, thank you for listening. This was a mistake. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a mistake. It's a big mistake. Uh, we we we're dialing. It's spiraling down to depression. Uh, because of the films that we talked about. Yeah, but if you enjoyed it, our suffering and pain like Who doesn't uh, enjoy our suffering and pain? Let's be honest right now. We did we don't know if anyone's gonna comment. Anyway, um yeah, thank you for listening. Wear your mask in the cinema, uh get vaccinated and uh yeah, be safe. Yeah. Uh take what you're given. <laughs> do you forget that bit? You're like, oh um is there something else I'm supposed to do right now? Uh something else? Uh, this is not in the script. Oh no, this is the this is the word that we have. To, uh, okay, we, we should probably make a script. It's probably we'll just yeah. read from it. Hello, yeah, everybody. Like... Welcome back to the Outer Time Film Podcast. My name is Tom, and today I am joined with J- 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 Jin. What J- John? I can't read that. It's just John. John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, okay, John says, "Woo." <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Hey guys, it's me. Enthusiasm, um, acting. Oh, oh, it says shout really loud and make terrible jokes. I'm funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay, okay, we just stop now. We we just we just stop now. Okay. Um. All right. Just I'll take it out. Bye. Um. <laughs> Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.